Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? We are back on Views from the Porch. This is David, and I am joined with our Fort Worth Porch Director, Josh Timms. What's up, team? Welcome, man. And Elena Haas, the producer, as always. Yeah. Hey, guys. Representing the female voice, as we have said many times. Hey, we are starting a uh, uh, really just kind of a one-off topic as it relates to the subject of community. And uh, we know that a lot of our listeners, there are thousands of people listening right now or listening to the podcast that are not in a community group or may not even know exactly what I mean by community. Because when we say that, depending on where you live, like I grew up and there was a community civic center and things like that. Like <laughs> yeah. there wasn't a term that was related to church. <laughs> community pool. Meant, yeah. There's a community pool. Yeah. Love that one. We, uh, we mean by community, we mean a community group, which is a group of uh, life stage specific, uh, people. So around five to six, generally speaking, uh, if you're married, you're going to be with five other couples, sometimes six, sometimes four, sometimes somewhere just around there. If you're single, you're going to be with, if you're a girl, let's say five to eight other single girls. If you're a single guy, you're going to be with five to eight other single guys. Generally, uh, there's not exact hard and fast, like num- numeric rules, but in that group is going to meet together weekly for the purpose of encouraging one another in their um, just their faith and their uh, attempt to follow Jesus on a daily basis. And so that includes accountability, includes scripture growth, all of those different things. So I say all of that so that you know for the rest of the conversation yeah. what we mean by community and so that you know that if you don't have that, you have got to go find it. You may go to a church where you have Sunday school. If the Sunday school does not have a, um, it's not including authentic relationships with other people who know you, know where you struggle or like know where your sin temptations are, know where, um, know the things that make it harder to follow Jesus for you that get in the way. If you don't have those type of people who know you and not just kind of a one-off and this person lives in Seattle and this person lives in Boston, we talk on the phone and we were close in high school, not those types of people. I mean, people who regularly, they know your life, they are walking with you consistently. You have got to begin to, to forge those relationships, form them organically. If you live in a, a place where your church doesn't offer that, then get other, you know, other Christians, uh, and begin to meet weekly and just say, Hey, I want to meet together and just grow together. And I know that the Bible says we can't do that alone. And so if you don't have that, go find it. If you want to experience spiritual growth and be everything that God wants you to be and reach some of the full potential that you have, you've got to have that. So with all of that said, now we're going to talk about inside of community, some specific Things. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think that people are interested in knowing, uh, David, what just some community tips as we think about g- coming together as a group, getting to know each other, getting to pursue the Lord together. What are just some things that I can do? Because some, there, I believe there's a lot of our listeners that's just like, I don't even know how to start that. Like, how do I start an intentional conversation with people that I may or may not know really well for the purpose of knowing uh, and enjoying the Lord more? Uh, what What are just some tips and, and, to, and to use the time that y'all do meet as a group uh, better in a Effectively. Okay, so I'll say this before I even give some of the stuff that I do, and I'd yeah. love to hear what you guys do in your groups. Yeah. But this is not Bible either. 
This is, you know, the purpose of community, according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, is to spur each other on yeah. to love and good works. In other words, when the Bible says that, it just begins like to be more and more like Jesus, more influential for Jesus, and more and more like the person God made or the man or woman God made you to be. So that's kind of, we all that's the big better purpose. together. Yeah. The life change happens in circles. It doesn't happen in rows or attending a Sunday service. It happens when you um, are attentive, as uh, our senior pastor says, to what the Bible says about community. And so the purpose of that is to, to grow and to do that. And one of the things that the v- verse we just read also includes is not neglecting to meet together. So mm-hmm. community or Christians don't neglect the importance of meeting together as some do. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So one of the things you got to do is you got to regularly meet together. So on a weekly basis, sometimes a bi-weekly basis, there is probably not a too much. No. You know, um, unless whenever you're meeting together, uh, all that you're doing is is playing uh, video games. Catching and, up on the game. And uh, yeah, watching movies together, catching up on the game. So uh, one of the things is going to, of course involve regularly meeting together. I would say probably at least once a week, especially yeah. if you're a single guy or single girl, like this is the time to get after it. If you're in a married community group and you meet every other week, um, you know, I'm not, even, I'm not going to draw hard and fast lines inside of that, but generally speaking, you got to meet together. A second thing that I'll just run through some of the ones that were helpful for us. Yeah. When we met together, when I was a single guy and even in a married group that I'm in now, we take an agenda. One of the things that, that we'll do immediately, um, for a while we did this beforehand, like, Hey, email me the agenda items. There was a guy in our group who would take it. And then we, we kind of found that there would be things that last minute came up. So basically we start our time by going, let's put the agenda all together. Here's some of the stuff we know we got to talk through and then some of the, anything else that we need to add to that list. And the reason why that was good is it kind of, uh, it went from, here's what happened a lot of times. We show up, we just do updates, go around in a circle. And then I'm doing an update that takes like an hour and a half long (laughs) about like, oh man, and then we had the greatest time on this vacation. You wouldn't (laughs) believe just the lobster there. I've never seen lobster. I'm talking about just random stuff. And then we finally, we go around the circle. We get to Barry over there whose life is in shambles and he's got five (laughs) minutes left. And it's like, oh, well, man, Barry, I hate to hear that. Wow. (laughs) You, uh, you lost a leg this past week, man. I didn't even notice. And, uh, it just allowed us to prioritize, to look at the agenda kind of in full and go, man, we really need to, uh, we need to prioritize that. And so we're going to start there. Yeah, that's good. Um, we, I wouldn't die on this hill. We spend half of our time in kind of agenda and then half of our time going through a curriculum. And I wouldn't say that everyone has to do that necessarily. That's just what we do, uh, and what we're currently doing. And that allows, and we always start with the agenda items. Because um, if we want to go through, we're going through a book study, we want to make sure that we're prioritizing, caring, and shepherding for one another. So yeah. we'll start the first hour with agenda. So if it bleeds over, we're not robbing from, you know, uh, we're not spending more time on the book while someone really needs help yeah. from God's people. So yeah. take an agenda. Another thing is upfront with your group. This is huge. You got to set expectations as a group around when it's okay to miss. You've got to set expectations as a group. Hey, what are we okay missing on? Because you're going to, every group is going to have, if you don't do that, then some people are going to be like, you know, I'm just really tired tonight. And I don't know if 
maybe, you know, I'm just going to take a pass. I could use some me time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and then they're going to sit home and then other people are like, you need me time. I mean, I flew back in for this. Yeah. Well, I woke and, up early. And now I'm frustrated and, and yeah. upset with you. So, uh, whatever the expectations are, just say, Hey, it's okay to play the me time card. Let's just all get on the same page. We're all okay with that. You want to play the me time card or say, it's not okay to play yeah. the me time card. Yeah. And we're not going to do that. Just at least you owe it to yourself and your group will be, your group will be more healthy if you say, here's the expectations around when it's okay to miss. Right. What are your expectations for your group? For us, it would involve things that we would miss work for. It's kind of been the high level. No, we're not perfect at that, but that's been the easiest stroke for us. So like if someone's sick, then then that's okay. Yeah, we don't want you there. Yeah. Actually, so. if someone's if someone has <laughs> been uh, gone for a week on like an international trip and they haven't seen their wife for the past week, so that's kind of nuanced to that person. But uh, we would say, um, man, go uh, go be with your wife, especially if like two of the couples are out and it's just three of us, and there's one couple that just got back and he's been gone. There's there's ways times we'll break that rule. But, um, but even that it's like, Hey, if you're gone for a week, it's not crazy to take the next day off and uh, not that you should take the day off, so to speak from community. But point being the easiest rule that we've come up with is, Hey, when would you miss for work? Yeah, That's ours as well. And, uh, and that would be the easiest expectation. Yeah. We're probably, I know groups that are really hard and fast on that. We, we try to navigate with uh, a little bit more grace as it relates around that. Yeah, stuff. that's good. And, and, and I think a part of that as well, when you think about being a member of the community group and there is a time in which you need to or would like to miss, uh, even if it's, even if it misses on you, the expectation you set, it's just communication around that. Like if you're not going to be there, the guys in the group, the guys or gals in the group that, that care enough that they're there, that know being together is important. Uh, you just communicating well ahead of time and not, uh, getting a text while community groups going on like, Oh, sorry guys. Uh, that alone time felt, I was just excited about, you know, reading that book this morning. Totally. Uh, and so the communication around that is going to, uh, I think set you and your group up for success. And so here's, here's three more. Hey, be committed even when you don't want to come yep. in the last 10 years at, in community groups at watermark. I don't know that I've ever wanted to go to a community group. And, um, I, I can't believe uh, you put that out there. I can't. I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> Your group is hurt right I, now. I, no I feel, offense I feel to David's judged group. right yeah. now, not just by the people in, <laughs> yeah. in this room, yeah, you should. but everyone listening. <laughs> so um, that was Josh who said that. No, I, I, there's just so many weeks where you're like, oh, man. And, um, and it's a little bit like going to the gym. I never want to go exercise. But then after you get done, you're like, man, I feel so good now. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of times what community group is going to be like. So if that is what you're experiencing, that's not a sign that you should uh, abandon. Um, most people are not like, I just love it. It's unbelievable. And, and, um, there's always times where, uh, we're not excited. Go through a curriculum has been helpful for us just to have a kind of a backbone that even if we don't get to it, it's something that we're all kind of growing together because we're reading a book. So we've done book studies. When I was in a single guy community group, we picked a book of the Bible and then we, um, we would, uh, listen to a guy named Tommy Nelson who had these resources on books of the Bible where he would teach through that book of the Bible. And we just picked one and we went through one book after the next, after the next. And it just provided a, um, kind of backbone that if there aren't huge agenda items to process or confess or, or walk through, then we've got, we've got a scripture to study together. And then, uh, another one is try to take at least a retreat a year. Um, and by retreat, I mean, just pull away for a couple days and for the purpose of relationally growing together. 
that you would grow your relationship. So pull away. Maybe you go on a trip. Maybe you go, if you can find a lake house or a VRBO or an Airbnb and you just break away, you invest, you're going to have to pay, invest in it. But you will experience just some of the crucial relationship growth that is needed for people to go deeper and to to be more open and honest and be vulnerable. A lot of times without relational depth, that's not going to happen. And so on retreats, you experience like a year of growth. Right. Yeah. Because you're together for hours and hours and hours and hours. Shared experiences uh, build relational capital and trust capital with people uh, entirely. And so whatever that looks like, it doesn't matter if it's a VRBO and you guys, or you flew to Denver on late night flights and came back. Uh, But any sort of retreat, whatever it looks like, a shared experience is going to grow your relational and trust capital. Totally. And then on that note, um, just a last one would, and I wouldn't die on this, that, um, man, do things fun together. Yes. Try to go out to dinner and just hang and you're not doing community. Go to um, top golf or if you're guys and you like go play golf, go play golf. Do things that are fun together where uh, you, you are laughing and you're forming relationships. I wouldn't die on that hill if the Apostle Paul showed up and was like, what? Top golf? Um, <laughs> and I don't know if that would happen or not, but uh, that's been helpful for us to deepen relationships because what I've discovered is that, um, man, every person is so different to, if this has not been your experience, maybe it's unique to me that the ability to just, wow, I'm diving in all in right now. Here's everything. I'm just going to take off all my quote unquote proverbial clothes and baggage and get all the stuff out of the closet in front of you is easier for some people than others. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people have just been wounded and hurt and their personality type is different. And so they just need that relational trust there, um, that needs to just be built. And, um, so uh, spending time together. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know what, David, uh, let's, let's come back to that. I think pursuing each other relationally is a big part of what community is and how we're going to, uh, do that well, but there's a few here, uh, of just some tips that you wrote down that I'd like to continue through and let's come back to that because it may be as I have hung out with people, uh, the young adults listening, I think the one, at least even for me in that stage, uh, of community and single community, uh, that is the most important, but, um, here's a question. How much do you share with your community? Like how much do you share everything? Do you share mostly everything? How much do you share with your community? And by that, you mean like, how much do I share about what's going on in my in life? life? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How much do you talk to about what's happening in your life? Or maybe how open are you with your group? Absolutely. I think you're as open, um, as possible about anything that is going to take you out or anything that, Anything that you're wondering, should I share this? You probably should share it. Um, You know, in Hebrews chapter three, verse 13, it says, take care, uh, lest there be an evil, unbelieving heart in any of you uh, that would lead you away from God, but exhort or encourage one another every day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you would be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's just a long way of saying, hey, call one another out, exhort or encourage one another to follow Jesus more, especially as it relates to the areas of their life where sin is fighting to destroy their faith. So that's what it means by like uh, exhort or call one another out so that no one would be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, that their life and their faith wouldn't harden up and they wouldn't allow sin to uh, take them out or keep them from being all that God wants them to be. So in order for that to happen, people need to know the areas where I need to be exhorted. Yeah, And so I've got to open up and bring those things into the light and, and share those things. So, um, I, I heard this this past week and it's something that in meeting with my guys this morning, we're trying to implement, um, 
as it relates to the three things that we'll talk about. So let me frame up. I'm going to, I'm in a married community group if it's helpful, but just so that it frames my answer, what I'm talking about, we'll meet as couples every other week. Yep. We meet as guys every week just to, Hey, let's lead ourselves if we're going to lead our families. And, um, so we met this morning, we meet on Friday mornings at this diner in town. It's amazing. Oasis. If you haven't, if you haven't been there, you should go. Yeah, I haven't been there. That's a public service announcement. <laughs> I'm actually, um, endorsed by Oasis. So I have to get that in once a quarter. <laughs> uh, and while we're there, we will, um, we'll just kind of go through, Hey, where are the areas that input output confession, which is something a lot of groups at watermark do. Hey, input time in God's word output. Here's I'm serving. Here's the things that I need to confess. And I think the recent realization for us is how do we, what are the proactive confessions we have to make? Yeah. What I mean by that is everyone who walked in this room didn't spend the last week. Perfect. Like everyone has something to confess in this room. Does that make sense? Like yeah. if you don't, then hey, oh great, you're like Jesus. You didn't <laughs> sin this entire past week. Awesome. I'm not sure you need community anymore. Yeah. But everyone, I mean, that's just not the case. So there's something all of us need to confess. My thoughts, where I was thinking, where I was uh, tempted to lust, or I was having specific lustful thoughts, where, where I clicked on something on the internet, where I was discouraged about where God has me in life, where I wasn't believing him and following him, where I was being materialistic and distracted. Maybe I just had no desire to know God and to spend time as a word. It's just things to confess. And so proactively spending time confessing. So I would say as much as possible um, with your group and uh, probably more than you're comfortable with is probably a, a, when you know you're doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if they're going to speak into what's happening inside of your life, they need to know what's happening. Uh, mainly inside of, uh, for me, it's even my thought life, be, bring, being able to bring my thought life to the group. Elena, how does how your group uh, walk through that? Yeah, I was just thinking when you shared what y'all do um, to be able to share authentically and kind of have a framework for that. We do, um, I'm in married community as well. And so we meet married community every other week and then just girls um, every week. And our framework is similar to David's, but it's um, teaching. So it's what you're learning in God's word. It's temptations. That's the confession piece of like, what have you been, um, where have you been struggling that week? Uh, Trials, which is just something hard that's happened to you that week. And then um, triumphs, which is like, what is somewhere that you've gained ground in or are really encouraged by or something along those lines. And that just helps, um, touch on all of those things. If that's the framework and you're going around girl to girl sharing, um, that helps stay on track to know, um, what they've been dealing with in that past week since the last time you met. Um, so that's been helpful for us. Teaching temptations, trials, Triumphs. That's good. That's good. Like yeah. yeah. So that's been really helpful for us. And then we also um, set timers because, you know, similar to, I was laughing earlier when you were sharing about you sharing for like an hour and a half and then a guy getting five minutes. Unfortunately, like I was laughing because that is so familiar. That has happened in our group before. And so now we try to set timers. Um, not so it's like super rigid, but if every girl shares for around 15 minutes and then we leave five minutes for a question so you can ask anything, um, that obviously is very flexible. Like if someone's going through something, we'll spend most of the time on just them and right. we'll do that. But um, setting timers has helped not like rambling or being able to um, give everyone the floor for a certain amount of time. So sure. 
Yeah, because there's stuff involved in everyone's life. Hey, real quick, I think uh, there's lots of ways and directions we could go with this conversation, but uh, one last one, just going going back before we finish up, I do want to know, uh, David, what it looks like for you, and, and not only what it looks like for you, but how important you believe it is to pursue each other relationally inside of community, because there are moments, I think, that it's easy to just show up at a weekly meeting uh, and ha- and just call that good, and, and yet inside of the uh, inside of that weekly meeting, I don't know that I have, for me specifically, I remember when, I, when we started our group, there were some guys in there like, I'm not sure that I like you. Like, I don't know that I ever even want to be around you. And then there was a conscious decision in my mind of having to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call them. Like, I'm just going to be a part of their lives and make phone calls and be like, Hey, do you want to come over on Friday night? And then that began to change to where not only, uh, was I no longer asking, do I like them? Now there's someone I actively was like, I want you to speak into my life. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think it is huge. I mean, uh, like I said earlier, for, in order for people to take the next steps of being open and authentic and, um, transparent, they have got to feel loved and known. And so relationally, you've got to pursue one another. I will be honest here. The area that I have to repent of the most yeah. and I'm the worst of is pursuing relationally. That's a, that's actually a value of Watermark community groups. Like there's there's five values that mark them. And the area that I have, have to, it's the hardest discipline for me is to pursue relationally, to be intentional about carving out time. How am I doing about each one of these people? I want to make sure that I'm, I'm intentionally pursuing each of them. And, uh, and that's a discipline for me, um, that I'm, I'm like continuing to have to let God or hoping, um, God through putting in discipline is taking ground in that. So sometimes that looks like for me, Hey, I'm just going to stop by and, um, on a, a Saturday morning and go see one of the guys in my group and hang out and spend time talking to them. Other times it looks like just taking one of them and going to grab lunch together. Other times it looks like a late night thing. I know you shared before we started recording about how a guy in your group, uh, either was intentional with you or you were intentional with him. And that was formative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I jumped into guys and some of them I didn't know. Some of them I did ahead of time. And, uh, I for sure just made it a point like, okay, I'm, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him at least once a week. And then through those phone calls, it became a lot easier because he then became, was on my mind like, Hey, do you want to grab lunch? I'm free now. And, uh, now, now he is a guy in my life that I am excited to be around that I that I call because I want him to know what's happening inside of my life. And, and there's some relational capital that are built there, not just because I know that he loves the Lord, but because we for each other and our friends. So, Hey, the last thing, let me just add one more thing. If you're out there and you're a group, you're like these people, I don't know that anyone inside of my group even likes Jesus or wants to pursue him. I feel yeah. like everyone's mediocre and, and no one's actually going to do this. I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, everyone should do this and no one wants to. One of the best encouragements I could give would be two things. Lead by example, be the most authentic lead out. And when it comes to vulnerability, lead out when it comes to pursuing relationally. Yeah. And one of the ways that you can uh, care and, and lead your group is by being the, being everything that you wish everyone else in your group would be, be that person and show them what it looks good. like. And then as it relates to community, uh, for a long time in my life, I would listen to people talk about their community groups and I'm like, man, that's so much better than my group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to get out of my group and find a group like that. <laughs> and um, someone in 2018 said this sentence that has been so profound to me. And I think it's, it's so true. And it's that great community is not found. It is forged. Great community, great community groups, just like a great marriage, just like uh, a great relationship with Jesus is not something you find. It is forged. It takes work. It takes investment. So the way that you can experience a community group that is everything you hope it would be is by forging it or by pursuing that 
through taking steps in order for that to happen. You could get in with all of your best friends from high school and you're going to end up not wanting to go to group on, on whatever night of the week you meet. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's all of your best friends from high school. Cause then you'll just be like, I don't want to go cause it is all my best friends from high school. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sure. like there's going to be, no matter what group you're in, great community is forged. It is not something you just go out and find. So that is it. That's all I got. Unless you guys got something else. Yeah. I just want to add like, for instance, if you're in your group and you're thinking, man, I wish people were just more honest or like confessed more or shared more about their life. Like you be the person to do that. And vulnerability will breed vulnerability in other people. And so just be the first to go. And then if you're like sitting there like, I wish we just did more fun things together. Like, why are we always talking about hard stuff and not having fun? Well, plan something like just plan a fun trip or plan just like a dinner. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but you just be the change that you wish to see yeah, that's in the world. Boom. In the world. <laughs> that's it. Way to go. It we'll all comes see you back all to, Gandhi. to Gandhi. Yeah. Come on. We'll I'm see you next week. <laughs> Views from the porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at the porch.